Hello everyone, welcome to Casual Experts Only. I'm Mike, and I actually have a couple cool announcements before we jump into some news and then the main meat of this episode. Uh, so, first off, uh, our show, Casual Experts Only, is now part of the Culture Nerd Podcast Network, which you probably would have noticed if you paid attention to our new logo for the show. So that is really awesome. Me and Luke are both really excited about this. But along with this collaboration, Luke and I will also be doing a show for the Cultured Nerd Network called The Cultured Pull List. It's going to be about new comics that have come out. Uh, me and Luke are going to be discussing those as well as... Um, as well as some older storylines that we just kind of want to talk about. So, yeah, we're really excited for that. This, or the first episode of the Cultured Pull List is set to drop on uh, this Friday, the 27th of January. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that coming out. And, yeah, those are the two announcements. Me and Luke are super excited for both of these things. So thank you, everybody, who has been supporting this podcast you know, however long you've been listening. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Now, hopping into some news. So first things first, apparently Ezra Miller has pled guilty to an unlawful trespass and burglary case in Vermont. I'm sure a lot of you have been following any sort of, you know, news with Ezra Miller or The Flash or anything. have probably heard about all the different stuff that Ezra Miller has gotten himself into or themselves into, but... Ezra Miller's attorney did give a statement saying that Ezra Miller pled guilty this morning to a misdemeanor, unlawful trespass in Vermont Superior Court and accepted the conditions imposed by the court. Ezra would like to thank the court and the community for their trust and patience throughout this process and would once again like to acknowledge the love and support they have received from their family and friends who continue to be a vital presence in their ongoing mental health. Also... The judge, Superior Court Judge Carrie A. McDonald Cady, told the actor during the actual court proceeding, The court will impose the sentence here. We accepted your plea of guilty. We will impose the fine here of $500 and the sentence of 80 to 90 days, which is all suspended with probation. So uh, the, the, the term of probation will be one year. And as part of the plea arrangement, the state will dismiss without prejudice counts one and two of the burglar and p petty larceny. So instead of going to prison, Ezra has to pay $500 and is on probation for one year. And apparently Miller can't drink alcoholic beverages to the extent that it interferes with their employment, the welfare of the actor's family or their self or any other person per the judge. So that's a little vague, but uh, and Miller will also have to let the probation officer know the location of their job and employment. So, yeah, all that to say. Uh, not going to prison, but obviously has to jump through some hoops during this whole probationary period. Um, yeah, so not really going to get much into, you know, Ezra Miller and all the crazy allegations that they have collected <laughs> over the last year or so. But yeah, that is that. So moving on to Jason Momoa, who apparently made a statement to Variety. This was during the Sundance Film F Festival where he was promoting his work on Deep Rising, which is a new documentary he is narrating. Uh, and Variety did ask him about his role going forward as Aquaman. And Momoa replied, I'll always be Aquaman. Ain't nothing coming in there and taking shit. 
There might be some other there might be some other characters too. I can play other things too. I can be funny and savage and charming. So very vague. I mean, him saying I'll always be Aquaman doesn't mean he's going to be Aquaman going forward necessarily. It just means that his version will always exist and he'll always be, you know, kind of like pretty much every Batman actor in the past is still considered Batman, you know. Uh, you know, say same thing will happen with Momoa here, whether he's recast. And there's been a lot of speculation and rumors that he's going to be playing Lobo in future DC movies. So all that can still happen, given this statement. You know, it's very vague. I know some people were kind of making this seem like, oh, he's continuing as Aquaman, but that's still not clear. Because James Gunn still has not released his slate or any, like, announcements about the new DC that he is planning with Peter Safran. I'm kind of expecting him to release something this week, so definitely keep a lookout on our YouTube channel and on this podcast, because we'll definitely be covering that once those announcements come out. Definitely going to happen before the end of this month, but we still, you know, we don't really have that. We have, like, a little over a week, about a week left in this month, so it's got to be this week. Uh, last little bit of news that I really want to cover um, is a rumor going around that the fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man movie might start to film at the end of this year. Now, this is coming from a Twitter user. It's called Spider-Man News. Uh, I really don't know anything about this user, whether they've had any scoops that were reliable or anything. But this scooper did tweet rumor. Spider-Man 4 is expected to start filming end of 2023. A $200 million budget will be set for the film. And I suppose that makes sense. Like, there have been no official announcements from Sony. No, like, inklings of, like, Tom Holland, like, getting ready for the, you know, the role again. But, you know, it is still, like, several months till that would potentially happen. There have been a lot of reports going around the last few months that it's supposed that the fourth movie will come out in 2024. But... It remains to be seen whether that's actually true or even if this rumor of filming is true. I think it would make sense because I would think Marvel and Sony would probably want to have one more Spider-Man movie come out before Secret Wars. But hard to tell for sure until anything official comes out. But anyway, that is all the news to cover today. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode where my friend James and I will be discussing the cult hit terrifier 2 as well as the um well not so much of a hit uh, black adam hello everyone today i'm joined by my friend james hello and today we're going to be talking about terrifier 2 and black adam now those movies may seem unrelated but in fact they both came out in October. That is true. And that's pretty much it. No, <laughs> no well, that and um, we, we saw them both together. So I actually did record a uh, Black Adam. Like, I did, I did talk about it with Luke. Mm. But then the um, audio got corrupted. So I figured I might as well talk to you about it. And I, I know you enjoyed it. We talked a bit. We, we talked about it a bit when we saw it. So yeah, figured might as well talk about it again. All right, but let's start with Terrifier 2. Um, now, first off, if any of you are unaware of what the hell this movie is, um, Terrifier 2 is an indie horror th- uh, slasher movie, obviously a sequel to Terrifier, the first one, and 
technically the fourth appearance of the main killer, Art the Clown. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. first, she first showed up in the Ninth Circle, which was a 2008 short. And then he showed up in All Hallows' Eve, which was like a horror movie, but it was like kind of like, it was just some girl like watching a bunch of like... It was a bunch of his short films all like compiled into okay. one one movie. Okay. And him being Damien Leo, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the director of the movies. Yeah. 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 Um, an, an independent filmmaker. And then he then he directed, or he came out with Terrifier, the first one, which I think came out in like, what, 20... 2014? 2014. Well, let me look at it. 2016. 2016? Okay. And then, so yeah, it's been six years since that one. But I'm pretty sure they started filming this one in like 2017. Yeah. And it just now got a re- release, but it released in a lot of theaters. Um, I'm pretty sure it, re- it did release near us, but we ended up seeing it on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Or well, um, released but... on Halloween. E- okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I I think I first hit theaters in like October 9th, mm-hmm. and then it was on Shutter. Yeah. Near yeah. like like the end a little of after Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, but. It made a little over ten million dollars, which is honestly a lot considering they only spent two hundred fifty thousand on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right here right now. Box office, it says twelve mm-hmm. million dollars. Yeah, which is and quite a big I upside. But especially for like a very independent movie, like like a lot of times when people say indie movies, they're still usually like an independent studio, but they're still like a decently funded studio. Um, but this is like very independent. Like, didn't he use like a Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah. For for, for, it was for this like movie, crowdfunded for like two hundred fifty thousand yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and to make ten million, to make to make twelve million off of that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, Damien Leone, the the director, he so soon after the movie came out, he signed with a talent agency, WME, which apparently is a pretty decent talent agency. Um, they're pretty big in the mm-hmm. re- representation world, so that's pretty cool. Hopefully, he'll be able to actually like get higher budget movies made. You know that he wants to make. I would like to see and, it. He's a yeah. I'm I'm very I'm a fan of all of his work that I've seen. Yeah, and it'd be cool. I like, got to see it. Ter- Terrifier three because obviously Terrifier two has a larger budget than the first one did. Mm-hmm. You you can just kind of see that in the quality yeah, of very it. Drastic but, difference. It would be kind of cool if they, they, they like kept increasing in in quality. Mm-hmm. I think um, with I, the success of this latest movie, I think yeah. they could make the big jump to you know a fully fledged like, yeah. studio movie. Which well, and, I don't know if the yeah. director would want yeah. to do that because then he yeah. he wouldn't be able to make all the choices that he wants to. Right. Like he was able to with his own movie because yeah. he's making all the decisions. Yeah. So really, you know, mm-hmm. we'll just have to see, wait and see what he wants to do. I mean, he could sign on with like a more independent film studio. That is true. Which I think would probably fit him better, mm-hmm. fit his style better. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I would like to see another Terrifier movie that would be kind of cool. And I would also be interested in other stuff. But I think just the, the success of this movie kind of shows, you know, that even though, you know, it, it was still pretty small compared to like huge movies but it was it was a crowdfunded movie like the fact that a movie that small could make that much money kind of shows that 
you know, there there is an audience. Yeah, for I feel like movies that are budget like horror movies, crowdfunded and like that small. Mm-hmm. It's not a very big movie. Was shown all no. over the over the U.S. and stuff, and a lot mm-hmm. of movie theaters that you know. Well, yeah, and it it, it was worldwide. Yeah, too, yeah, I think a, I think it had a worldwide release. It had a lot of you know a lot of publicity. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, like a lot of the you know big big studio horror movies. They they definitely make like way more money, but they also yeah. cost a lot more money, and they usually get a lot of negative reviews. Like I've seen very like I haven't seen any negative reviews about this movie. It seems like everybody you know, granted that could be because everybody who went to see it wanted to you know was interested yeah. in it, but at the same time, horror movies generally get more hate. Yeah, especially Which... big budget ones. So part of part of me hopes this might be some sort of like might cause maybe some more change in the horror genre. I mean, right now, right now I'm looking at mm -hmm. Google and it says on IMDb, uh, it has a 6.3 out of 10 rating on Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. has an 86 out of a hundred and Metacritic 59%. Those are, I'd I'd say are pretty good ratings. for. I mean, they're higher than Halloween ends. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That was a disappointment. But, (laughs) but, I mean, for a horror movie, I think those are pretty good because horror movies are kind of held yeah. on a different standard than a lot of yeah. other, like, dramas and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say, what did you think about the movie overall? I think overall, I had a really good time just watching it and experiencing mm-hmm. it because yeah. it was just kind of a good, fun thrill ride just to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. The special effects, I think, was the most outstanding thing. And for, yeah. you know, having such a low budget, they were able to do mm-hmm. a lot with it. There's only one part in the movie where it's just kind of like, yeah, that doesn't look the most like, yeah, that doesn't look right. the best. But every other single part of the movie, you know, when Kenny died, yeah, or whatever, what, 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 yeah, when he was in the Kenny. when he was in the uh, Halloween store and he killed the yeah. uh, the clerk. But like every single other like the rest part of, of the movie, movie was just phenomenal yeah. of what they were able to accomplish with you know yeah. such a low budget and. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just thought I thought it was a really good um, thrill ride throughout the whole thing. And, it, it, you know, two yeah. hours and 18 minutes. It's not like a short horror movie, but it's not no. like it dragged on. It that doesn't much. feel that long, though. Honestly. Yeah. Like this, it's it's it's, you know, it's fun enough to watch where you don't get bored when mm-hmm. could contrast into like Halloween ends. I saw that. Like, you know, just a couple weeks before, and I yeah. was bored about, like, 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's a really different way to make horror movies, and this one just has it, especially with mm-hmm. Art being the way he is. Where you yes. can, you can, you're, you're so enthralled with his character because he's so he's he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's funny, yeah, and yeah. He's, he's he's comedic, but also he might do something that makes you want to, you know. Not look at the screen anymore. Girl. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which I yeah, I, I, I heard in dynamic, you know, dynamic contrast for it. I heard in some screenings for some countries, people were actually like puking and stuff, and they were actually giving people barf bags when they were going in. I think that's probably a little overblown, but yeah, probably. probably really I mean, more so a marketing gimmick. But I probably if a really squeamish person went. Oh yeah, absolutely. They might have a problem getting through one of the scenes. I mean, if yeah, like if 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 you're you know turned off by the gore and like the Halloween movies, then then you're gonna like 
yeah, you're going to flip your lid with this. <laughs> I think I think this one, for one of the more mainstream movies that are just, like, shown on, like, movie theater screens and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like, the, you know, the dark, you know, dark stuff that you can't see, you know, in the movie theaters, this is probably one of the more, yeah. like, graphic Yes. Oh, Mo- yeah. Movies that you can just go out and see in the theaters. I, I yeah. I thought absolutely. Well, yeah, and like they got away with so much because you know Yo, it's he an just indie said, movie. Screw you! I'm not obeying your your laws. I mean, for... I mean, I don't even think they had to submit it to the yeah, MPAA. They, they, did. they so. didn't. Yeah. So so they're just like fuck it, you know. Which I you know which sounds kind of weird, you know, saying this, but it's almost kind of a breath of fresh air, you know. Well, yeah, because it's like blood it, and there guts. was so no, much. But, so much like uh, artistic freedom in the way that they were mm-hmm. doing these, the the you know the gore, the gore and all that stuff with a lot of these kills. It was just it yeah. was it was kind of like you said refreshing. Like yeah, for like I keep on going back to a lot of the, like a lot of the kills in like Halloween movies, like mm-hmm. most re- recent one Halloween ends. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of lackluster stuff that they don't yes. show. It's just like stab, stab here, yeah. stab here. There's like rarely any blood. You know, it's just kind of uh-huh. like it's just very neutered because you know they yeah. have to go through all the screenings and all that stuff to mm-hmm. make it you know open for everybody to watch. But this, it didn't have to go through that, so it was a lot yeah. more enjoyable just to watch. Just you know, it's fun. It was mm-hmm. a fun watch. Yeah, a lot of big studio horror movies feel really sanitized with their violence and everything. You know, not not all of them, but the the majority. Yeah. Um, even the good ones, and a lot, a lot of times, you know, I kind of walk out of them thinking like that was barely R rated. You know, it was like only R rated for like one scene, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was almost kind of nice to just see them like let loose with you know the gore and stuff, but also like. Have a lot of creative kills too, yeah. like it, what it, you know, which I thought was kind of interesting, um, kind of fun in a morbid way. Yeah, um, I think in recent memory, like the only, I, I was talking to Luke recently about the uh, Hellraiser movies, and it's like in, in particular the new one. Um, yeah, I was kind of ple- pleasantly surprised with that one that it had like as much gore and stuff as it did. Like not 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 as much as this movie, but still more than your average. It did, you know, studio. It had Hellraiser a good movie. amount of gore, but yeah. like you were saying, there with this with Terrifier, there's a lot of creativity with a lot of the way he does yes. things. Yeah, in yeah. a movie like Hellraiser, there's not a lot of creativity. What I saw, there was a lot of just mm-hmm. like there's a chain coming from somewhere and yeah yeah. or whatever and it's just like yeah it doesn't take that much like effort but in this you know in this movie like okay in the one scene he kills the one woman and he leaves the room Mm -hmm. he comes back and he has salt and like bleach and then he rubs it into her you know (sighs) the stuff like that you don't normally like that's so sadistic and you wouldn't normally see that i know but no, oh, no, no, he just fucking grinds himself yeah, on was... her back, and I'm like, oh, he's just God. laughing the whole time. It's just something yeah. that you normally don't see. Which, yeah, which, speaking of that freaking scene, oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember, like, uh, th- the first time I saw it, man, I was like, what the fuck? And, like, even our friend even left the room. He was, like, in the middle of eating. Yeah. And he was like, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm done this. Yeah, man, he should have she should have just given art some candy you know i agree 
probably would have had a less fucked up death. I mean, but yeah, like just, I mean, what really freaked me out about that scene was just the fact that like she was just like kept being alive, you yeah, know, like which, everything he was doing to her. Which that's, that's the thing is like, it kind of suspends dis- disbelief because it is a yes, horror absolutely. movie, blah, 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 you know, because like halfway through that she would have died from like blood loss and like shock and she wouldn't be feeling. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But like after and then like her mom finds her and she's still alive and you're like oh, yeah okay. he's just okay. still hacking away. right yeah. yeah she's like mom and you're like okay well yeah. this is obviously yeah yeah which that's not a problem for me though because it's just like it, it no it, it, i it, mean it feeds the fire of being you know a goofy over well, movie <laughs> yeah it's not trying to be you know a super obviously not trying to be a hyper realistic movie because freaking art blew his brain out and then he's the just oh movie. i'm back well, you know yeah and you know there's right the exactly well, like a little a little like yeah that demon little girl. clown but girl it's not yeah. a realistic movie it's just kind of good no it, it's just yeah it's just like it, it's it's meant to be shocking but um it does it in a way that i think is somewhat enjoyable if you're into that kind of stuff at all yeah um you know like i think the ending scene where like <laughs> what's her face of uh, victoria yeah basically gives birth to art's head or something yeah, it's, like oh my god it's just goofy I, I, yeah, I I enjoy goofy horror yeah. movies, but also I do yeah. enjoy really, really you know, serious and graphic ones. This one's graphic mm-hmm. and goofy, and I like it. Yeah, right. Like it, it definitely toes the line of, um, you know, being goofy, but also just you know ha- having some quality and interesting aspects to it. Um, like I think the writing is a lot better was, in this one than, than the first one. I, I would have to agree. Um. The first one, like, is it, it has like the creative and really fucked up <laughs> kills in it, you know, and of course Art being himself, but like the there wasn't really much story to it, and yeah. the like all the all the like characters in it were really stupid. Like it didn't like uh. make sense half the stuff they were doing. Yeah. You know, it was basically like most of it was just like an excuse to get killed by art. You know, this one had more of a story to it. And they even kind of had a um, final girl character in it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like a Laurie Strode character, um, Sienna. Yeah. Which was an it was it was an interesting aspect to it, because um, I think for me, like I didn't you know, I do enjoy art doing his thing. But at a certain point, I feel like you can only do so much like killing people before it gets a little bit dry. Um, yeah, a, a, a little bit stale. So I think that kind of threw a little bit of a twist to it, but didn't take away from art either because it seems like he's still alive. Yeah, you know, it, it is. It's it's art's franchise. Yeah. So, oh yeah, absolutely. It's, he's it's, he's the main character. Yeah, it's he's the main character. It's all about him. It's just it's mm-hmm. nice to have the background noise being yeah. a not completely awful plot. Right. Yeah. And the plot isn't terrible. It's not the best, yeah. and no, it keeps but... you interested. Yeah, right. Like, with it's, like it's enough with, to... um, Sienna's father, like all that, like it's yeah, a mystery and all that. Um, it seems like she's kind of connected to art somehow. Yeah, it's really weird the it's... way they, they like. It's... I kind of hope that 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 gets fleshed out in like a sequel. Yeah, um, because it it does feel like like they left enough open that I really hope that they plan on making a sequel. Yeah, I would really like to see a sequel go more like into that. 
was like yeah, when I like, was what what the it, hell was that sword? Like when I first saw it, I was like, okay, yeah. it's weird. It's kind of like you know maybe Art's their dad. And it's like I don't know, yeah, I I, I, I kind of thought that too. And, yeah, and then I'm just like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And now she's you know, no. resurrecting, and I'm like, what the hell? And right. Well, and they kind of introduce a supernatural element to Art, yeah. Because like he was he was able to get into her dreams, yeah. Kind of like Freddy Krueger, but not you know quite. But and then they never really explain that. Plus, you know, he came back to life, so it's definitely. I de- he's like he's kind of like an it character where he's yeah. kind of. I feel like it's kind of like a a demon thing that's kind of mm-hmm. like taking this you know form, right? You know, it, it's. It's kind of hard to see it without actually any like. It's hard hard to put a fear finger on it without actually like knowing anything about it. Yeah, it, it's right. All yeah, speculation. It's, he's a very yeah. He's a very vague character still. Which I um, guess it's kind of hard to put anything to it because you know he doesn't speak at all. Yeah, so it's, you know, so it's kind of hard to. Right. It's kind of hard just to you know figure it out. But yeah. Yeah, I think too. I think um the acting was a little better in this movie, like not by everybody, but <laughs> um by like the main cast, I'd say. Yeah. Um like Laura Lauren Lavera, she was Sienna. She did she did a good job. Yeah. Um her friends weren't bad either. And of course, okay. David Howard Thornton is really, really good. Really, really good as art. Yeah. His his performance obviously makes these movies mm-hmm. and made this movie. Notice the fact where it's, you know, he's basically miming everything because he, he doesn't speak. But he still manages to be funny and scary, you know, at the same time. Yeah, because the face, the facial expressions really yeah. do it. Which I was reading that, like the face that they, mm-hmm. it's like a fully like, it's not a mask. It's like, is it it's, pr- prosthetic? It's like a, it's like a prosthetic that's attached to his face, so everything you can you can see all his right. movements, and it's a like you know really high quality, so you can see yeah. everything. And that's yeah, really it's a it's a really good character. prosthetic. What really yeah. is perfect because you can see like. Like this, the joy that he puts on, and then he puts yeah, on his angry yeah. face or his like sulking face, you know. Yeah, when you're not going yeah, it's so joke, good. And then he gets all sad, and then he gets all angry, mm-hmm. you know. I, mm-hmm. I, just, it's really, really a. I think it's a really interesting way to do a a horror character because we're so like with a lot of the horror characters that we were used to being like mm-hmm. Jason and. Leatherface yeah. and Michael Myers. A lot of them were masks. Just, they're all masks. They're just you know stone yeah. cold. You don't see yeah. anything. You know, like Leatherface. Yeah, you know, you could you could tell he's he's got a like you know a lot of like emotion and stuff because you know yeah he he portrays himself differently. But like Jason and Michael, they're just kind of like dead man yeah, they... walking eternally to kill you. But, right, they don't talk and and you can't yeah, see their it's face. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air, even though. Art looks like he wears a mask, even like it, mm-hmm. that could just be his face, but like we know it's a mm-hmm. mask, so it's just kind of a breath of fresh air to see, you know, a lot more personality into a into a killer. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, the face reminds me a lot of like a lot of drawing, like comic drawings of Joker. Yeah, that is true. and even his facial expressions and stuff. I kind of, I kind of dig it. Um, yeah, so apparently. 
for the role, um, the actor who plays Art, David David Howard Thornton, and he he only played Art in the movies, yeah, uh, Terrifier movies. It was another actor for the Art's short first film. two appearances, yes. But uh, apparently, um, in an in, in in an interview, he said that he took inspiration from uh, comedy legends that were great with physical comedy and silent comedy like Charlie Chaplin, Rowan Atkinson, and Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he was good friends with Stefan Carl Stephenson, who plays uh, Robbie, well, who played Robbie Rotten mm-hmm. on yep. Lazy Town. Yep. And apparently he learned a lot from him and brought that to the role. Okay. So that's kind of in- interesting, knowing the background and kind of the inspiration he took for for the physical, very, like entirely f- physical performance that he gives yeah overall is a pretty uh fun movie you know if you're into really gory slasher type stuff and f- by far probably like the best independent horror movie i've seen honestly which I-, I i i can't say i've seen that many but most of them are like low budget you know and you can tell they're low budget even just like know? independent movies in general like yeah there's like good ones but like mm-hmm. i'd put this kind of on the same like level because it's like mm-hmm. it's a different style of movie yes but i think it makes up for it in a lot of different ways for mm-hmm. well it, yeah for the genre yeah like, it's, yeah. It's, like I, I think i think it's, it's very creative we're and... seeing if you're a fan of the genre mm-hmm. and if you know if mm-hmm. you heard any bad press or anything or it's gonna make you know mm-hmm. up, I, I i just watch well, it anyway and if you're a horror fan who's tired of like really sanitized yeah, horror movies it's boring and, and definitely yeah and generic um and i will say about this he kind of breaks away from um a certain trope with like horror movies which i feel like is like gratuitous nudity for no reason you know <laughs> like the only time like it's especially like lower budget horror movies kind of just like throw that stuff in there they're like <laughs> boobies you know but I feel like like there's like a little nudity in the Terrifier movies, but it's always like as part of like Art's deranged yeah killing or torture, you know. Mm-hmm. So there isn't like it's you know it's it's kind of uh, a trope, especially with like especially with like '80s horror movies where like they always get killed and they're at, like teenagers having sex or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think they have the perfect amount in the movies and stuff like that. Like in the yeah. first one, there was the one scene where it was a completely naked lady, but like. Yeah, but it was because he was signing. It was hard. Yeah. But yeah. he didn't want to get her clothes dirty. No, that would be awful. So moving on to Black Adam in a second, but first let's take an ad break. And by ad break, it's not going to be a break for us. Ha ha. All right. So Black Adam. Um, Yeah. What did you think about Black Adam? So I came into this movie not expecting much. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I was not very how, what sure. you're gonna think of it. Yeah, because lately, after Endgame for Marvel movies, mm-hmm. I've been a little not impressed with a lot mm-hmm. of the movies that have been coming out. Yes, yeah. that are superhero, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that area. I was, mm-hmm. I've not been, you know, I've kind of lost a lot of my. Uh, interest in superhero movies they're kind of a a lot of them the only reason i was like into the marvel stuff is because you know oh i can't wait to see the end and then you're like well not the end 
because you know we're end game was kind of an end billion but... movies and i'm just right. kinda, i was kind of tired and, and series yeah, yeah. I, I was just a little tired with superhero movie yeah i've been mildly impressed with a lot of the uh dc movies that have been coming mm-hmm. out lately i do like yeah i do like uh like james gunn's uh suicide squad that one came out mm, yeah. i like the joker that one was really good oh know? yeah that was good and this one I really enjoyed this mm-hmm. movie because it's a breath yeah. of fresh air, like we were saying with mm-hmm. Terrifier. It's a yeah. breath of fresh air in the genre, I think, where it's still a s- superhero movies uh, mm-hmm. movie. You know, it's you know, kind of, kind of a coming of age story for um for the character. Yeah, but not in the same way. Right. Well, it's yeah, because he was like displaced. Yeah. From. And he'd only been Black Adam for like, just a little you bit, know, just a little bit. like a, f- a few days before he got in prison. Probably. Yeah. So I, I think it was a I think it was a nice, a nice departure from a normal mm-hmm. superhero movie. I think it was yeah. uh, pretty fun to watch. Um, a lot of the action in it made me go, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. You don't normally see yeah. that in a movie of this, you know. The, the, the audience, the audience that they normally go for in a superhero mm-hmm. movie, I don't, I, uh, I think it's a good departure from what they're normally used to. Yeah, which I, yeah, I do feel like a lot of comic book movie action has kind of become a little stale. It's, it's very um, dry. It's just kind of like two guys flying punch and then they go to yeah. the ground and they punch some more. But with this, it's like you know he's fighting a lot of like uh, armed, like you know mortal people yeah so he's more just like just kind of like totally screwing around with them where yeah like the first scene where he shows up after he's like been summoned from Mm -hmm. from his prison oh yeah like that that seems really badass yeah i know completely decimating that whole squad yes i thought that was really really cool like this it was so much fun to watch i was sitting in the movie Mm -hmm. theater i was like Oh my gosh! I can't Absolutely. believe they're doing this in this movie. I, I, I couldn't believe it, and I, I, I was, I was, just, I was impressed with overall the whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought The Rock did a really good job. Normally, yes. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, I'm not the biggest fan of The Rock because mm-hmm. I've always, I've, I've just been like, oh, he's kind of does the same character over and over and over. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it works. And I think he, he yeah, really good. I think it, yeah, I think he works really well for this character. Yeah, just kind of like I think overall, like to sum up his character, he just doesn't give a fuck. You know, like the whole movie, like he he just like breaks through walls. Yeah, he's instead just of like, u- yeah. using a door, just he just like floats right through it. Right, he just kills people, which which I really liked that he floated because almost every superhero that flies, they make them you know fly like you would normally you know just like you know kind of um horizontally kind but like the way he ca- yeah like superman um you know he just kind of vertically like, floated away yeah of, which wispily. which reminded me a lot of like the injustice games yeah is, uh in the those games he kind of float around like that and i think it was kind of a unique way to show a character that can fly because we've seen so many by now yeah and also, just like you know, he's probably one of the most like physically imposing actors to like play a comic book character because yeah. he's just like a huge dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was cool. Uh, and 
yeah, like you said, like the action that, that was in this movie was definitely a breath of fresh. Like it was just very cool. I think towards the end, it got a little bit like uh, CGI messy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, in a few scenes, I would say, like in the, like a few scenes, I kind of wish they had made um, Sabak like at least partially practical or something. Yeah. Cause there are, there are a few shots where he looks a little like video gamey. Yeah, that is true. But in general, like the action was really good. And like, as a DC fan, it was really cool seeing Dr. Fate Mm. and Hawkman Mm. and black Adam, like all three in live action. And like, yeah, I, I didn't think I needed to see a Hawkman versus black Adam showdown, (laughs) but it was really cool to see. Um, and like, yeah, like, I for whatever reason like a lot of people I think part of part of the problem is that there have been so many really good like high concept superhero movies or like really well written ones like Logan, Joker, you know, stuff like that, the Batman, all those other ones. Yeah. Know, I guess I guess I should mention the Dark Knight. Um <laughs> and so I think a lot of times people kind of judge all superhero movies off of that as if every single one has to have some like complex story and theme or something. Mm-hmm. But like some movies, some movies, especially superhero movies can just be fun, you know, just be like badass action. Yeah. I think the problem is with like some movies, like I think some Marvel movies do this when the story itself isn't great, but the action isn't really that great either. So it doesn't really have any draw to it. This movie, like the, the really cool fight scenes are really the, the draw. I would agree. It's really a fun time. Like I'm really not, I really don't get a lot of the hate. Like I feel like I, I I have actually seen a lot of people really dig this movie. So I think people who can just kind of like have fun with an action, like a superhero action movie are really enjoying this movie. Like nobody's saying this deserves an Academy award or anything. No, no, you know, but it's like a really fun movie and it's kind of a, like you said, a breath of fresh air to just kind of have a superhero movie that didn't try so hard to be like a really serious movie. And I think that's what, like, I think so many people are just looking for like Mm -hmm. the, the grand scheme of like, they want this to be, you know, intertwined with everything else. Kind of like the Mm -hmm. Marvel's Marvel, like formula thing. But like, yeah, it, Whatever happened, just to one-off movies that are just it's mm-hmm. fun. It's a fun movie. We made it. Just enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I'm looking right now. It's got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. But look at the audience score. It's yeah. it's like 90. Yeah, like I think overall 88%. Yeah, 88%. Yeah. And then on Google, it says 83% like the movie. IMDb yeah. is 6.5. Like these are much more. I would give it probably like a. 7.5 for me, you know, like it's an mm-hmm. enjoyable movie that's just fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, f- like crazy, like Academy yeah. Award, you know, mm-hmm. quality. I don't, think yeah, it's and, not made to be that. And frankly, I do think that people are under underselling the story a bit because I, I think it like the the fact you know the whole storyline with the villain Sabak is very like gen- generic, who cares kind of thing, but. Yeah. I feel like Black Adam himself, his character's story and arc is actually pretty interesting and pretty unique for the most part, you know, because they didn't just straight up have a thing where like, oh, he got chosen by the wizards and, 
you know, then they reconsidered their decision. That's what it seemed like at first. But as you see the story go on, his son was actually chosen. Yeah. And then his son gave him his powers to save his life, which I thought was an, an interesting twist. It made things pretty interesting and kind of made sense why, you know, the wizards, you know, like kind of made sense why he's not, you know, a grand champion character, why he is a more of an anti-hero. Cause he, 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 you know, that is something that kind of never really made a whole lot of sense of a black Adams character. Like why would the wizards choose him if he was that like bad but, of a yeah, guy? He's an asshole. Like, are, like are, are the wizards that stupid, you know? Um, so I, I think it makes more sense cause the, this was a bit of a deviation from the comics too. But I kind of like it because I think it makes more sense that they, they would choose somebody who they deemed worthy, but then that person passed off the gift, you know, to to somebody else, I think. And that was like his whole character arc pretty much was that, you know, he didn't really want the powers. He was given to them, you know, by his son, but then his son died because of it. So basically everything he did was just like he didn't care anymore because his son you know, he already got re revenge. His son died to give him those powers and he didn't really want them. And he even kind of went through a crisis of, you know, character where he was like, all I can do is hurt people. Mm -hmm. um, but then by the end, you know, he decided to use his powers for good, but on his own terms, you know, not in a typical heroic way. I did like that they kept him an anti-hero. Yeah. I was a little afraid going into it by the end, they'd be like, well, you're a full-fledged hero now, you know? I'm glad that they kept him anti-hero-ish. Yeah. He's still kind of beating to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. Yeah. I I I was I was thinking about like the, you know, plot lines that they have in it. And mm -hmm. I would say the plot with him and his kid and finding out like what that story is is mm -hmm. I think that was a lot more enjoyable than the actual overlying mm -hmm. plot with um uh Sabak and Yeah all that it's, it's like oh well you already know that's gonna happen yeah at the end i think it was a lot more interesting to see how like the he mm -hmm. got his power from you know because mm -hmm. we thought it was uh it was him all along that got it but then you know it was actually his kid he saved him gave it to him yeah. then he died then he was rage you know rage filled he killed everybody mm -hmm. and then he got locked away I think that was mm -hmm. a lot more interesting and they kept it, you know, kind of suspenseful the whole time. You didn't really know. Um, mm -hmm. And we've seen it before, like with like, um, oh, the family friend. He's just there to like, this is going back to the main. Right. Plot. He's like, oh, yeah. I've been here the whole time. I've just been studying, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then yeah, he yeah. Goes up, I'm actually bad. Look at me. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Uh, I would never guess. We didn't know that two minutes. In. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that guy looks a little evil. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he's got to stand out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think overall the the plot is just kind of like, yep, it's there. Um, I think he mm -hmm. gets a pass. Um, yeah. But there's a couple things where it's like it's a little hand handed, like at the start when it's like going over yeah. like, the voiceover. It's like okay, yeah. I find that information. I never really just an that. information dump. Yeah, I that that is definitely a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. yeah. So when when I first saw the movie, that bothered me, but. I think it's like well, the more I've seen, like I've seen, I've seen the movie a few times now, and like it bothers me less and less. I always, I always go back to think like, yeah. how else am I gonna get this information? Right. I mean, I, I kind of would have preferred to to just see like a few like five or ten extra minutes and just kind of like show 
because they still showed a lot. They they didn't really need the exposition. That is true. Like you could have just okay, take out the overlay uh, over, overlay of the voice, and then mm-hmm. just have the the scenes that they have. It's like okay, so these guys mm-hmm. are slaves. They're getting oppressed, and then he's not, mm-hmm. and then he's like a symbol of hope, and then he's gonna you know get yeah. executed. Yeah, you can kind of gather a lot of it. It's just you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of younger people watching these movies, yeah. and, and you, you know. Like, and I know they they did a like I know they did some reshoots for this, so I don't know if that ended up like if if there was like a longer version of the scene, but they cut it up and added voiceover later. Yeah, you know, which you know, I, I but yeah, I was, I was over like I I don't like that it. That was that one much, of the like that was one of the few things I would have changed that like would have made it a, a much better movie. Yeah, um, at least you know plot wise. Yeah, and I gotta say that the, the costumes for this movie were really freaking good. Like, I I think the Black Adam costume is very unique yeah. because it didn't have any padding in it. Um, you know, Dwayne Johnson's like hulking frame just kind of filled the suit, but also like it it was like kind of made of rubber. Like if you see the um like the set photos, it looked like it was made of, like a pure latex, pretty much. But in the actual movie, like it looked really good. Yeah, I'm try. I'm I'm looking at some pictures here. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to. I'm making the comparison in my head. Zachary mm-hmm. Levi and Shazam mm-hmm. versus yeah, Black it was very obvious this, padding. Where it's yeah. like, okay, you guys obviously did a 180. This looks a lot yeah. better. It's just, yeah. it's not. It's got texture to the whole suit. Mm-hmm. It looks really mm-hmm. cool compared to just smooth yeah. latex. You know, yeah. it's just a little weird. And like when you first, sh- when he first shows up out of his prison, he's got his you know body mm-hmm. suit on. But he's also that, got his that cloak. cloak. That cloak, mm-hmm. looks, you know, it's that was it's really, really badass, cool. Yeah. It's badass. And well, and, they did a really, really good job with with his uh, you know, whole mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. thematic, you know, like yeah. theme. I think yeah, I think it was really well done. Well, yeah, I th- think at the end, I really liked when. He had like you know kind of a more comic accurate suit with with like more gold in it, mm-hmm. and like they had the actual cape. Yeah, that turned out looking really cool. And Hawkman's suit looks super cool. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. And Doctor Fate looks great, though. I'm pretty sure it was like mostly, if not all, CGI, but it's still like it looked really, really good. Yeah, I am. I'm, yeah, I, I really like Hawkman. Hawkman's a really cool. Like a really great mm-hmm. character that you know you don't ever yeah. you don't ever see that much, and yeah. like the wings that they they had, like mm-hmm. it just it was pretty awe inspiring to see and what yeah, like when he's I, flying around. It, it was, they chose some really cool characters to put in this movie. Yeah, um, like to draw a wider audience. Yeah, like they they could have thrown in you know like Superman or Wonder Woman or something, um, but I think just that the fact that they brought in some like slightly obscure characters com- you know to general audiences just to like actually finally have them on the big screen was kind of cool like i did appreciate that as a dc fan yeah it's kind of like uh the suicide squad when they list like it's a bunch of you know there's a couple main main characters that you know and then they mm-hmm. have a bunch of like kind of side stuff that you're like okay, yeah i might actually have to google this but right, yeah. I, I thought they did really, really good with the characters, mm-hmm. uh, the, like, you know, mm-hmm. the way they selected them. Yeah, um, I thought, like, Cyclone and Adam Smasher, like, 
they were kind of just there, but like not in an annoying way. Yeah, I, don't think. I think like, they were welcome. I thought addition. they were fine. They were mostly yeah, there like, for comedy. Um, yeah, they didn't. Add they were likable enough, though. Yeah, they to, they, they didn't annoy me the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. The real, the really, the only important people was Doctor Fate, Hawk, uh, Hawkman, and Black Adam. Yeah. They they did most of yeah. the fighting. You know, Adam mm-hmm. Smasher did a little bit. Cyclone was a little obsolete, I think. But a little bit, yeah. <laughs> mostly, uh, but. I think the addition of Doctor Fate to the like to the movie, I think that was mm-hmm. one of the best decisions that they made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that character made definitely. A, I think that character kind of made the movie for me. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just he so, was the one I was most excited to see going was, into it. Yeah, I, I think it was just very interesting to watch that character mm-hmm. kind of interact with everybody else. And mm-hmm. interact with Black Adam, and mm-hmm. you know the way the plot goes at the end. I just, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that that's probably my favorite character about you know the whole yeah. movie. I yeah. think it was really good. Yeah, um, I, I was kind of bummed he died, but yeah. at the same time, knowing Doctor Fate's character, like he, there's been multiple incarnations of Doctor Fate, you know, so it's not like a, you know, one and done though. Now, you know, the future yeah. is a little uncertain now, but. Um, but now they have kind of a cool base if they wanted to use Black yeah. Adam in their new universe. They, yeah. they have a really cool base to go off of, you know, yeah. especially with the uh, costume design. Mm-hmm. I think the costume yeah. design was badass. Yeah, it looked yeah. really amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. I think also what was interesting was like Hawkman being so devoted to like not killing people mm-hmm. um, and Black Adam just not caring, which Black uh, Hawkman in the comics was a lot more like he was in he was much more of a, a warrior so in a lot of ways he didn't care about not killing people but there have been a lot of different incarnations of hawkman you know because of like yeah he he's he, he's a character that's been rebooted a lot plus <laughs> he's been reincarnated a lot like in the actual continuity itself yeah so i i was kind of curious whether there was some sort of like because it seemed like he and Dr. Fate had a past, like they'd been fighting alongside each other for a while. I'm kind of wondering if at some point Hawkman wasn't, you know, more into killing and everything, but then he kind of, something made him change his mind. But I thought the interactions between him and Black Adam about that were kind of interesting. Um, I feel like in a way it's almost like uh, two corners of the internet. Yeah. I think, like, it reminded me a bit of that scene in Daredevil the series where Daredevil and Punisher are like talking on the rooftop and they're both like arguing their own perspectives. You know, Mm -hmm. Matt saying that killing is wrong all the time and Punisher just being like, well, you're a half measure. You know, when I, when I put them down, they stay down, you know, obviously it wasn't as in depth in this movie, but I don't really think that was the point. I don't think there was a point. Like not every movie has to have some sort of agenda where it's like, this is the main theme of the movie that we are trying to impress upon you. But also, you know, you know like it's it's like, okay, what do you try to tell us? Killing people is bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree. I right, agree. I know. Not it's, all it's like heroes when I just go out in the streets and start like killing criminals. Right. Like it's, it seemed to me it was more the characters themselves. Like yeah. there had to be friction between them, you know, because Black Adam was killing people willy nilly and Haw- Hawkman was trying to was save not, them as they Yeah, all. was not cool with that. But then, you know, so like they both made good points, you know, and it it was it was more like the two characters butting heads than like a theme of the whole movie necessarily, mm-hmm. you know. 
I don't think that this movie was really trying hard to have some sort of deep, deeper message, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it was like fun eye candy with a decent enough story and with decent enough twists that it was, it held my interest when which, it wasn't action. Which act. I think is just what you want in a superhero yeah. movie that's not going right. for culmination of like all these movies. Like mm -hmm. I think a lot of people got spoiled with how how well like, yeah. the Marvel Universe came together. And then when they mm -hmm. see a movie like Black Adam, that's kind of like, like if it did better, they'd probably have a, a number two coming out, which I don't yeah. know, it's kind of like, you know, murky waters right now. Mm -hmm. But I think if this was just a one-off movie, I think it was an enjoyable watch. And it was much more interesting and fun to watch mm -hmm. than a lot of the Marvel movies that have been coming out recently. Yes. Well, yeah, no. I think the... Oh my god, I'm going brain dead. Hold on. Well, uh, I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson did a really good job in this movie. As do I. <laughs> yeah, I thought he did really good. Now, I, I, I was gonna have a section asking you, like, about, like, what you want to see in the future for Black Adam, but uh, given recent news that has come to light, or... You know, not so re recent by the time this gets uploaded, but still, um, it seems like the future of Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam is a little murky, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. First of all, I want to talk about its box office um, <laughs> earnings, which weren't amazing. That's stellar. Um, yeah, so it earned about $400 million worldwide, and it had a $195 million budget. But that doesn't include, you know, the other costs like promotion and distribution. Dwayne Johnson said he 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 cited some financiers who and he said that the may the movie made between fifty two and seventy two million. There have been other reports refuting that, saying the movie lost money. Either way, it really wasn't a box office success. Yeah. Which I mean, I was hoping it would be, but it's not super surprising because a it's DC, not Marvel. You know, at this point, Marvel has, like, become such a mainstream thing, the MCU, that, you know, people flock to those movies, even if they look like crap, you know. Um, DC has to kind of, like, prove itself even more just to make, you know, the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. But plus, this movie wasn't a, you know, the Batman. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it was That's just a trying to be a worldwide character. A lot of people don't know who Black Adam is or even care. Also, like it, like it, it wasn't like a serious drama. Yeah, which seems to like pull people in more. I feel like if like a popcorn flick is going to do well, it has to be a big like attention pulling franchise, which DC kind of is, but Black Adam, like nobody knew who the hell he was besides comic fans. Um, and Hawkman, Dr. Fate, they're all characters that are well-known to comic fans, but not to general audiences, so there wasn't, like, a huge, like, huge character draw. there. Yeah, it's not, yeah. like, just the average, you know, comic book movie mm -hmm. viewer is not going to be like, oh, yeah, that looks totally interesting, I'm going to go watch that, and you could go yeah. watch something else. Yeah, so... And so it's not super surprising. It seemed like Warner Brothers was partially hoping, or I kept hearing stuff that Warner Brothers was partially hoping that, you know, having Superman in the movie, like an, as a cameo, would draw people. But I don't know if that's really true because it seemed like an afterthought. Like they, they did totally like film was. the cameo, 
they did film the cameo like without Henry Cavill, but then once the new leadership came to Warner Brothers, Dwayne Johnson finally got the go ahead to bring in Henry Cavill. Um, so I don't think the movie itself, like Warner Brothers, was resting their laurels on you know Henry Cavill Superman being in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, d- despite whatever box office earnings it may or may not have gotten. Uh, it seems like things are going to be very much rebooted with James Gunn's uh, leadership. Now, I did want to read um, what Dwayne Johnson posted uh, just the other day from when we were recording this. He he posted this on Twitter and in- Instagram. Uh, my passionate friends, I, I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC Universe. James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks, which is his production company, um, have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. James and I have known each other for four years and have always rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC and Marvel to win and win big. James Gunn actually... um, quoted this tweet and said love at the rock and i'm always excited to see what he and seven bucks do next can't wait to collaborate soon so i feel like this leaves the door open yeah. like, it, like the the vague wording from dwayne johnson and james gunn i think like it's the way, very specific the way that well, and, it seems like it's you know just a you know something he put and together the, real quick but i think it's very specific in the way that he's saying like, yeah, the way he said Black Adam will not be in the first chapter of storytelling. Yeah. You know, like, I can't tell if that's just, like, hopeful thinking on his part or if that's, like, on purpose, like, maybe down the line, like, after the quote-unquote first chapter I think, is I think, done. I think it's very specific, and I think mm-hmm. he's saying that, you know, this first, like, chapter being, like, let's say, say. Mm-hmm. Fe- is, you know, let's say, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, five movies, another TV show or something like that. First phase, yeah. that's like five years or whatever. Then, you know, yeah. six years from now, Black Adam might make a re- you know, re- reappearance, yeah. maybe in a TV show as a cameo or something uh-huh. in it. And then he could come off of that and be a main character for that, you know. Yeah. Maybe a main character in somebody else's um movie, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because you already have the introduction. Yeah. You've already made, you've already done all the work for an intro movie. So why not Mm -hmm. utilize that, you know? So I think, I think this movie will be added, just not right now, like he said. Sure. Um, Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I do hope whenever they do decide to bring in Black Adam to the new DCU, I I, I do, I do hope it's Dwayne Johnson because I really liked his portrayal. mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm not really that, I mean, he's, he's only been in one movie so far. I'd really like to see him do more with the character. I, w- I wouldn't want to see Black Adam get recast. And also it just counts one sucks movie. whenever they do that. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's one guy's work. He, mm-hmm. he, he set up like, you know, well, it, yeah, it's he spent him. F- 15 years trying to get this movie off the ground. Yeah. It's, it's him. This is like mm-hmm. what, this is his movie. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't take that away from him if they do recast yeah. him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all we can kind of do is just kind of wait and see what James Gunn, you know, everybody yeah. else is doing and just kind of hope yeah. they make the right decisions. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of not, not clear, at least when we're, we're recording this. It's very, very hard to like sift, sift through the garbage. 
it really is because there's a lot of people being really re reactionary and being like fire james gunn you know and uh, just a lot of really crappy rumors or people speculate like there, there's one there's some scoopers that are basically speculating things but acting like they're scoops you know they're, they're taking the scoop that they have and twisting it and like presenting it through their lens instead of just presenting the facts you know so they're saying like well if this is happening then this is happening too you know so it's like you're 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 not really reporting anything. You're just giving your, your opinion you know, on your one slice of information. Yeah. That so there's and also a lot of the news outlets like Hollywood Reporter and Variety have been reporting a lot of bull crap. Like they Variety reported uh, even before the Henry Cavill announcement that James Gunn was eyeing Robert Pattinson's Batman to be like the DCU Batman, and he like said that's patently false. Yeah. Um. So I don't know where all these stupid rumors are coming from, but it seems well, like there's just, a lot of bull crap out there. I, I think it's a lot of outlets, like news outlets, mm -hmm. that are just like, we need to make money off of this. You yeah. know, nothing is, is yeah. solid, so you can literally mm -hmm. make an article saying anything you want, and yeah. people will click on it because people want to know. Oh. What's going on with the new Superman movie? Well, you could mm -hmm. literally say, well, it's going to be Henry Cavill for the next 25 years. You know, yeah, right. not yeah. people will still click on that article and click their mm -hmm. clicks their money. So yeah. that's where a lot of the misinformation comes from is just people spouting a bunch mm -hmm. of garbage. Yeah, which I mean, it surprises me to a certain extent that these more, you know, somewhat more reliable sources are doing this, which it shouldn't. But, you know, there's a lot of like web websites that are just straight up like bait and crappy opinions. But with, say, Variety and Hollywood Reporter and stuff, like, these news outlets are, you know, actually have, like, reliable sources, and they usually vet their sources a lot. So I'm kind of surprised how much garbage is coming out of these, like, supposedly more reliable outlets. Mm -hmm. So now, like, I just, like, don't believe anything that doesn't come out of the mouth of, like, somebody directly involved with this stuff. Mostly just James Gunn's Twitter. That's really like, yeah. the only thing you can James take. Gunn. That's really all. And the actual a actors involved. Yeah. Like Henry Cavill released an actual statement. Yeah, where he's so like, did yep, Dwayne Johnson. We're not we're not, you know, proceeding yeah. with uh me as Superman. The thing is too, is a lot of people are kinda of, like overlooking, but James Gunn did say something about like looking forward to working with Henry in, in the future or like they had they had talked about, you know, working together in the future, so yeah, cause, uh, you know, it's not clear what that means exactly. I, I think in my uh, hopeful brain, it would mean that James Gunn will write and direct or whatever his super Superman movie. You know, his young mm -hmm. Superman, not mm -hmm. not child Superman, but, you know, young adult Superman. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll be like, OK, yeah, yeah, we're going to get a, a guy that looks a lot like Henry Cavill, but younger. Yeah. And then yeah. guess what? We're making a new one with Henry Cavill later uh, later on. That would be my favorite scenario. Or if they do, like in, you know, like eight years or something, they they, they do like a Spider-Man No Way Home type movie with Superman. Yeah. That would be super cool, you know, bring back Henry Cavill or something. Or there are like older versions of Superman in the comics that, you know, come to like the main universe. They could do some sort of like m multiverse crossovers like that or something. Mm -hmm. I'd be kind of down with it with anything. I would just like I I do hope though that it's not just like the end of Henry Cavill as Superman forever. You know that would suck. Yeah. Um. Was there anything else you wanted to say? Ah, no, I think I'm fine. All right. Well, in that case, that was Terrifier Two and Black Adam. If you have not seen either of these movies, you should definitely check them out. 
Yep, I would totally recommend. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and social media at Casual Experts. And check out James's Instagram if you want. Welcome to Papa's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and please give this podcast uh, a rating, a, hopefully a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on and share it and tell your friends, all that stuff. And, yeah, we will see you next time. Yes, sir.